Hey y'all, welcome to NOLA HOTS, a podcast to raise awareness about congenital heart defects and discuss resources about CHD and some other stuff. On this week's Lanyap episode, we welcome Ashley Rustall. Ashley is the mother of two and her oldest daughter, Fiona, is a CHD warrior. We hope you enjoy Ashley's point of view as Fiona's mom. Hey everyone, I'm Ashley, um, and I'm going to tell uh, my story, well, the story of how I became a heart mom, basically. Um, I was young when I unexpectedly found myself expecting. I was 22 and in my senior year at UNO. I would lie if I said I was instantly excited. Um, But it didn't take long before I was in love. I wanted a girl so badly. um, And I was thrilled after three ultrasounds where she would not cooperate to find out that I was, in fact, expecting a baby girl. At the time, everything looked good on ultrasound. And I didn't know any better to be concerned about anything other than um, her gender at that ultrasound. My family was thousands of miles away um, because I grew up in Vermont, so my friends rallied behind me and bought me all the pink in the world, and I was ready to meet my girl. My OB agreed to schedule my induction the day after my due date uh, because I wanted to be able to take finals the next week. Well, that didn't quite work out. The day of my induction, I was already contracting and things went smoothly. That is until I reached 10 centimeters. Suddenly, my baby girl's heart rate began to dip and it wouldn't come up. First, it was to 100, then 90. And then before I knew it, I had three nurses on top of me, an episiotomy, vacuum, forceps, everything that they could try to do to get her out but she wouldn't budge. She was crashing though. And so I was rushed in for an emergency C-section. It was extra scary because I had to go alone. Things were so critical that there wasn't time for anyone else to come along with me to scrub in. I wasn't even fully numb when the cut started. I remember saying, ouch, it hurts. Um, And they said, well, some pressure is normal. And this was not just pressure. Uh, But within a few minutes, they gave me some more medicine and uh, Fiona was out. Uh, I think it was about two minutes from the time we left the delivery room to her being out crying in the OR. Her APGARs were amazing. She had eight. Um, And so everybody was like, all right, we have made it through this horrible thing. And we're both alive and we were super happy. Uh, The next day, I was feeding her in my room. And the nursery doctor came in and explained that they'd heard a murmur, which is super, super common in babies. Um, And they said, you know, this is nothing to worry about. It's probably innocent but we're going to do an echo just to be sure. Um, An echo is basically an ultrasound of the baby's heart or well, anyone's heart. Um, I asked to finish feeding her, but I was told no. Uh, My friends that were there assured me that things were fine, that the minutes turned into hours 
and my baby girl was still gone. I became more and more nervous, but I tried to stay calm. Of course, my phone rang while I was in the bathroom, postpartum nightmares, right? If you had a baby, you know. Um, And my friend who answered the phone asked if I could call back when I got out of the restroom, but they said no, it was urgent, they would wait. That's when I knew that things were not good. I answered the phone to hear the nursery doctor tell me there's something wrong with your baby's heart. She's in the NICU being stabilized and cardiology will be in to see you soon. That was an insane moment for me because they had taken away my healthy little baby girl and now she was being stabilized in the NICU. The first person to come see us was Dr. Martinez, the head of neonatology. She told me that Fiona was critical and would need heart surgery within the next two weeks, but not immediately. She asked what the baby's name was, and I told her that I hadn't decided between Fiona and Leah. That's when she told me, she's Fiona. She's too feisty to be a Leah. And so she was and is Fiona. Next came the cardiology team. They explained that Fiona had various defects impacting the left side of her heart, a coarctation of the aorta, patent ductus arteriosus, patent foramen ovale, bicuspid aortic valve, aortic stenosis, aortic insufficiency, a smaller left ventricle, and aortic hypoplasia. The most urgent was a critical coarctation of the aorta. They explained in a ton of words that I'd never heard before in my life that she was not getting blood flow to her body and that she urgently needed her heart repaired. As we spoke, they had already begun the transport process and told me that she would be having heart surgery the next morning. I couldn't believe it. I had just had a C-section and my baby might die. And here I am going to be stuck in another hospital, unable to see her across town. My whole entire soul was crushed. Thankfully, my OB had been told what was going on. And she allowed me to be discharged that night with the promise that I would return in a few days to have my staples removed from my incision. So Fiona and I left together separately. She was loaded into an ambulance and I cried as my roommate brought me home with no baby. I can't even explain the... In, unless you've gone through leaving the hospital without your baby, it's an experience that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. It's just incredibly painful when you don't know if that baby will ever come home. Uh, the next morning, Fiona had her first heart surgery. It was gut-wrenching to see my perfect, healthy baby become so sick and so fragile so quickly. Thankfully, her repair was successful, and despite having some complications with pulmonary hypertension and a collapsed lung, she came home just two weeks later. Her early years were full of many specialists. She saw cardiology, genetics, GI, urology, immunology, you name it, they were in our rotation. It was overwhelming being a young single mom to a baby with seemingly endless diagnosis. But we pushed through. As the years went by, she grew bigger and stronger and so much healthier. 
Unfortunately, due to the nature of her defects, uh, she will never be cured. Her defects are considered progressive. When she was three, we were told that her next surgery would be sooner rather than later. Six months later, we were told that we could still wait. And then after a couple more years of waiting at age six, we were told that the time had come. But at this point, our hospital had no longer had a cardiac surgery program. And we were referred to Children's Hospital in New Orleans. We also decided at that time to go for a second opinion at Texas Children's Hospital because they are a top-ranked hospital. TCH advised advised waiting longer, um, and Children's NOLA wanted to schedule surgery. We decided with the more conservative route and held off on surgery because the recurrence rate for this particular defect coming back, which is called a subaortic membrane, is 50% or higher. The longer you can hold out, the fewer surgeries it means in the long run. And since her aortic valve was doing okay, we were able to wait two more years. Just after her ninth birthday, Fiona went in for open heart surgery number two. This time it was at Oshner Hospital for Children with Dr. Benjamin Peeler. This time around was vastly different because we were going in with a preteen, a child who was old enough to understand and be scared, one who we had now loved for years, one who we knew very well. She rocked her surgery, though, and she was out of the hospital just a week later. During the post-op period, we followed up with cardiology frequently, but recently graduated to yearly appointments. That's a milestone I never thought would be possible. Fiona's aortic valve will need to be replaced at some point, and she has two aneurysms that we're watching closely. But for now, we are just living life in the moment. She's smart, goes to an advanced studies school. She's crazy. She's beautiful. She's just amazing. And I'm blessed to be her mom. Um, So this was kind of all over the place, but thank you to Lana and Sue for the opportunity for us to share Fiona's story. Advocacy is something that has always been very important to us since Fiona was very little, and that's actually how we got to know Sue and Lana was through the American Heart Association doing the heart walks and things like that. I know our kids have been featured in different campaigns. Um, Also, our kids all go to heart camp together, and fun fact, Fiona and Henry are just one day apart, so they were actually both newborns in the hospital at the same time. Um, I think we actually probably just missed each other being at Lakeside, and then they ended up being at different hospitals for their first um, surgery. So, um, but that's just something that's really cool. And thank you guys. Thank you, Ashley, again, for sharing your story about Fiona and her heart journey. Please be on the lookout on all of our social media for pictures of Fiona. Please share any of your personal stories, kids, or adults with CHG to nolahots at gmail.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at nolahots. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Pandora. Please make sure to share our podcast, and if you're listening via Apple, please make sure to review and rate us. Looking forward to the next episode, and don't forget, no judgment here. It's all about survival. Cheers, everybody.